happening everyone welcome to the paranormies i am johnny monoxide and tonight i'm joined by dogbot hello hey how's it going it's going it's friday also joining me this evening reinhardt what's up what's up man? To be here tonight yes thank you for joining us and taking notes over from down in the dungeon grognak i'm excited to go back to the uh, Oh man, you broke up there. What did you say? I'm excited to go back to the right. Ah, yes. Back to the dungeon. Alright. Well, welcome to the show, fellas. This 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 song is a little bit longer than uh, the last ones. So intros. We gotta we gotta we gotta have a couple more words during the intros, otherwise we're gonna run we're not gonna run out of song like we normally do. <laughs> gotta get used to it this one is a minute and 17 seconds a minute and 17 seconds you're usually like a minute and five fema can't fema can't fema camp band leader came through again with the banger of an intro song he also did the new nationalist inquirer intro and outro um what'd you guys think of that one uh, i liked it very much I like FEMA band camp leader. It's it's a mouthful, but yeah. I yeah, I like I like his stuff a lot. We just call him FEMA <laughs> for short. Yeah, when you played uh both versions, the intro and the outro before the last Nationalist Acquirer, all they were fantastic. I love them. They are great. Um yeah, I was you know, they were both supposed to be like different versions of the intro, but I'm like, what the hell with it? We'll do one for in and one for out. I think I got them in the right order. So sounds good. And this one, this one's great too. It's got the little, uh, the little MIDI guitar solo there, you know, little Miami Vice section. You like to call it DB? It's just reminiscent of the Miami Vice theme song for mm-hmm. me. It, it does. It's got that early 90s. Yeah. Vibe. But it also has to do with the toms, the use of the yeah. toms. Yeah. Uh, digital toms. Uh, for anybody that had ever used an old drum machine, digital toms sound nothing like actual toms in real life. Mm-hmm. And they come off, in most songs, they come off as fairly awkward, so they were rarely used. And except in, like, the most popular, you know, television shows, theme music on a regular yeah. basis in the 90s. Yeah. But they they also, they almost come off like uh, congos, you know, instead of how like toms would sound on a yeah. drum kit. Well, the thing is they don't sound deep enough on the, on the, um, the electronic side there. Toms have Wait. a, like real toms have a deep sound. To them. Johnny, you said they were used on the most popular TV show throughout the nineties. They weren't used in the Baywatch theme song. Oh man. I don't, I don't know if they were or not. I don't like, even remember the Baywatch theme song. But I'm talking about Miami either. vice here, pal. <laughs> Miami Vice. Yeah. 
talking about real hard-hitting police drama, okay? The man had an alligator on his boat. That's true. Yeah. Also, it's hard to beat that. I remember I remember seeing uh I don't remember if it was People magazine or some USA Today, some fluff gay stupid news article about it, quote news. Um where like actual Miami vice cops we're like, hey, we only make like $40,000 a year. None of us are driving Ferrari Testarossas and living on, you know, $300,000 uh, cigarette boat yachts. Well, I mean, that's why credit cards exist. Right. Yeah. Yes. Straight right. up posting L's there. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> Miami dude, cops posting L's. It's like Twitter account. Cro- like, yeah. Like, dude, launder some money. Isn't that what cops do? Like, right. Yeah. Go get a little dirty. Come on. I mean, you're a cop. Jesus. It's Miami. Right. <laughs> like if you're a cop, let's say it's like this. This is the same thing I would say to the people who are, say to me, well, Bernie Sanders has been in Congress for I don't know how long. He's still not rich. Like, yeah, he's doing it wrong. He is so rich. Hey, absolutely. He's is. incredibly he's rich. He's incredibly rich. He's but got, no. he's but it's his wife. Houses. No, no, no. What they do with, with Bernie, it's yeah, but like they don't think that. The libtards don't think that. They really think well, that he's, he's got three houses. That's like one more house than one of the richest people I grew up with had. So okay, they were yeah, they, they were, were rich. The they had two houses. Class, got it. You know, yeah, no, no, but like his wife, everything is technically he doesn't have any money because everything's in his wife's name. He's one of those. Ah, very Man. smart move. Yeah, so Bernie can play the whole. I'm just a poor congressman who doesn't take any money from anybody. I'm once again asking for your yes. support. I, yes. <laughs> That's so weird because I pulled up next to someone today that had a Bernie 2020 sticker on their car. Oh, man. And it, and I was sitting there. I'm like, at one point, at what point do you just peel it off? Right. Right. Like, it's two years ago. The, it's not even like like boomers riding the Trump train still, like changing out their 2020 for a 2024. It's like he... He actually is completely irrelevant. Completely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Bernie is as irrelevant as it gets at this point. I love yeah. the faking gay narrative that they, during the primaries, they had to mobilize and a bunch of people quit at once. And then they, they, they put all their energy behind the silver alert. The now uh, silver hang on. What are we, what are, I just read. What are we doing? We have, we have a whole bunch of important shit to do tonight. We do. That's yeah, true. We do. What the hell is wrong with you guys? All right. First of all, um, you're the one who brought up Bernie. I did. I brought up Bernie. I, shh, I was deflecting. Um, mm. yeah, I forgot what I was going to say now. Damn it. Uh, before we get into the extremely deep content we have for you this evening, super uh, deep. Yes, it's great. Uh, we got mail. We got actual mail in the mailbox. We do thank you for the forty dollar donation and the gift of the. Tapes. This dude sends tapes. This is awesome. This is a Megadeth cryptic writings in sacrifice, torment, and fire. He knows he knows we're metalheads around here. Also, Warren Zevon, CD, Excitable Boy, the song highlighted Johnny Strikes Up the Band. A little handwritten letter. When Johnny strikes up the band, and Johnny is my main man, he's the keeper of the keys, he'll put your mind at ease, he's guaranteed to please, backed by popular demand, look around, my little friend, jubilation in the land. May the grace and peace of Jesus Christ be with you all, God bless the paranormies. Right on, man, thank you. 
Neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank very, you. Very neat. Yes. Those are the best kind of those are the best kind of things to find in uh, in any old PO box. I opened yeah, it up and Johnny, I was like, what? it was like a VHS tape, and it was just the way everything was arranged in the in the envelope. It felt like a VHS tape. What now? Well, what kind of keys do you hold? If if you're holding the keys, well, I hold the keys to my Toyota Tacoma, um, and I hold the keys to the house, and I have the key to that post office box. So nothing esoteric. I mean, being the the king of the retards, king of the retards, chief schizo, um, head of the paranormies, apparently. Uh, yeah, those keys. I can't. We don't talk about those keys on the show. Sorry. Secret keys. Yes, secret keys. Rangs of power. <laughs> yes, lot of the rangs. <laughs> Good lord. Stares at you, dwiggardly. How did he say it? Dwiggardly. Dwiggardly. You, I said it right. But the you can only you can only see that tweet if you know the moon runes. Ah yes. Yes, the moon, speak the moon will reveal. Speak, homie, and enter. <laughs> you have to. You have to be in downtown Baltimore under the right conditions with the uh, certain phase of the moon, right? In and order you got to say read that tweet. You have to say, it homie. Has to be on Martin Luther King Boulevard, though. Yeah, the intersection of like Martin Luther King Boulevard and Third Street, usually, because Third Street is never a good place either, for some reason. The Dwarf King D. Wayne the Sixth. <laughs> If you're in Atlanta in front of the John Lewis statue at the right time when the full moon bounces light off of his shiny dome onto your onto your phone, you'll be able to read that tweet. I forgot. But that would require being in Atlanta. Yeah, nobody likes at any point. Nobody likes doing that, especially at night. Like Yeah, no. You get moonlight moonlight bouncing off of John Lewis's head in Atlanta, you were in the wrong place. You could be blinded. <laughs> right. That's a bit that's a large dome. I wonder if they have a, a, a crew assigned to shine that polish that dome. Uh it's probably volunteer only. Mm. No, that's that's community service for some uh white college chick that got a DUI. You know, has like yeah, has yeah, has like DUIs and shit. From a historically yeah. white sorority. And that's how I got to meet Paul Mooney. He's doing doing uh, community service at the Black Repertory Theater in Berkeley. Oof. Yeah. I got I got a DUI. Everybody, it's in my it's in my stuff. Everybody knows that. It's oh, Johnny got a DUI. Yeah. It was a long time ago, but I got to meet Paul Mooney, the Ask a Black Dude from uh, the Chappelle Show. Also, like famously, wrote most of Red Fox and. Um, uh, Richard Pryor and a lot of Eddie Murphy's stand-up and responsible for most of Dave. Old Red Fox stuff. was funny. What's that? Old Red Fox is pretty funny. Yeah, well, Old Red Fox, Red Fox did mostly himself, but then Paul Mooney came up and he was like in that group of writers that did a lot of the the big black names in the eighties and seventies and eighties, actually eighties and the nineties, not the seventies. Anyway, yeah, very anti-white. Very, very anti-white. Uh, he used to do the thing where he would like piss off white people. That was like part of his show. Part of his shtick was to piss off white people. 
and and they get up and leave. He'd be like, "Bye, Whitey. Bye, Whitey. See you, Whitey." It's just yeah, it's just a shitty nigger. But well, married a married Chappelle. a married a redhead, <laughs> a white redhead. Yeah, you know Chappelle. His uh, I guess one of the guys he worked with. He doesn't seem to be hating on white people anymore. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. In fact, I mean, I mean the guy he worked kind of with. doing the opposite. Oh no! Oh, Dave Chappelle himself. Yeah. Dave is officially turned into Clayton Bigsby, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> he uh, he put the kibosh on some low income housing in his his little white village in Ohio. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, like. I mean, I have, I have a relative who lives in a very nice neighborhood in a very nice town in a very small white liberal state, and she said, you know, we have a black family in our neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, they don't want to live around them either. <laughs> so, it's the same deal. Dave Chappelle is like the one black dude in that whole white town, and he's like, nah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. He voted no on a low-income housing project. He's officially the black white supremacist. George Lincoln Rockwell looks down and smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, George Lincoln Rockwell used to hang out with Malcolm X, so. I mean, it's true. Yeah. George Candace Lincoln Rockwell. Candace Owens is starting to sweat because her, her grift is being moved in on a little bit. Candace? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she married a white like dude, that, right? That fucking Chappelle. Damn it! She, so married, she married a, a white dude. She's got a mixed kid now. Like, yeah, she's kind of playing it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's as like the, she's as conservative bank as you can get. So, yeah, and all the simping is kind of like void now that she's in a committed relationship with a child. That's never that's never stopped black people before committed relationship with children. That, that is that, true. That, that's also never stopped simps. Right, right. <laughs> I I mean. No, all avoid. Like, right now, you, you been I, on the internet, Reinhardt. I, yeah, I was like, have you not seen the internet? And just, you're right. No, none of this stuff, none of this matters because no. But the Gibbs, the Gibbs will dry up though. For I know it for Candace, Sims, but the, yeah, I think I think eventually the Gibbs will dry up pretty soon here. Yeah, you're insane. I predict that Candace Owens will have her own AM conservative radio talk show by the end of the year. AM I mean, that conservative. Doesn't mean it'll be popular though. It doesn't mean anything, though. I mean, technically, we have a semi-popular radio show. Right. It, popularity doesn't matter anymore. Just the fact the that fact the that platform she has one. exists. All right. Like, Charlie Kirk has an AM talk radio show, and that's that's what he was aiming for this entire time. That's, All the abuse that that guy that That guy is the lowest. Through. That is, like, the lowest thing to set your, your like, aspirations for. I, yeah, that's what they were grooming him for for the entire the entire duration. AM radio. Man, can you can you groom harder, guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dream a little bigger. Yeah, it's a little, like I said, the bar is a little low. AM radio. I mean, that's like saying like one day on I want to. Yeah, you're like Louis Anderson and coming to America. You know. Yeah, but for for conservative radio hosts, that's that's where they're that's where they're found. Yeah, you know, you're right. And speaking of Louis Anderson, Louis Anderson died. I don't know who that is. He was the f- other fat white comedian with buck teeth. Oh, I thought he was the black guy that blew on the trumpet and his cheeks got all big. That was Louis Armstrong. That's Louis Armstrong. Yes. No, Louis Anderson. Wait, Louis I Anderson. Louis Armstrong was the guy that 
didn't go to the moon. Listen, stop it. Okay. Stop. Now, you're, yeah, now you're actually like for half a second. I, I know you're not doing, you're doing a bit, but now you're just, just stop. What? He didn't go to the moon. No, they, nobody went to the moon. We've done this bit before too. So come on. Wait, if nobody went to the moon, then nobody's been to the moon. Yeah. Speaking of the moon, I saw a, uh, a thread looking through poll today. Cause I was bored and, it was one of those, this picture debunks everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's the picture of the backside of the, the Chinese picture of the backside of the moon. Like that CGI, the, the GIF that we were talking about the other day. Oh, yeah. The really terrible one from like yeah. 2016. Yeah. And somebody posted that as like, ha! But then I realized it was pole. And it's probably just some douchebag trolling with it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's get to the content. We mentioned enough black people as it is at the beginning of this show. Uh, you think that's enough, right? Nope. Nope. It is February. It is Black History Month. This show has been going for seven seasons. This is the seventh season. Um, I'm pretty sure we did. It's not been seven years. I think it's like six. But that's six years of February's. And we have not done one single black conspiracy theory episode. Not one. Nope, and uh, I thought it would be a nice time for us to cobble together a few of these things and throw them out there for for Black History Month. Way to throw yourself out and take credit for the team there. There's always that one guy on the group project. Um, there is an I <laughs> in a certain word that I'm not going to say. <laughs> what I was saying was, I am ashamed that we haven't done this yet because there are so many black conspiracy theories like seriously there's i mean blacks are as a race the most conspiratorially minded group so can i tell you about the first time i was exposed to a black conspiracy theory sure um i had a friend he was a uh he was a paid hip-hop producer he would make beats for different rappers in the this part of the continent wide strip mall and i would go to his studio and hang out with him sometimes and there was this one old older dude there he was like a weird nation of islam guy and he would sit there and he was kind of like this guru kind of guy that would accompany some of these local rappers or whatever and the first black conspiracy theory i ever heard was and he was telling us all this with all sincerity was the reason. Okay. So Newport cigarettes are known to be popular with blacks, right? Yeah. They, they have billboards of Newport of selling Newports all in black neighborhoods everywhere. They Newport is advertised the most in black neighborhoods. He Only. said inside Newport cigarettes, the menthols is fiberglass. And the fiberglass crystallizes black people's lungs. So when they get in car accidents, their lungs shatter and they, they drown on their own blood. Now, part of that is true, I think. The fiberglass part, I believe, is true. I don't believe it's to crystallize the lungs and kill black people in car accidents. I think it's got, you know, a little more insidious... Uh, I mean, it's death in any way, but like, I'm pretty sure it's not, it, it's not to, to, 
I mean, that's just a very specific thing. If we crystallize their lungs with fiberglass and they get into a car accident, it will drown them with their own blood. I yes. mean, a lot of things have to happen for that to happen. You know, I mean, I think, I think that's more about just anybody than it is about yeah. blacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, for him, it was about blacks. Well, of everything course. Was. I mean, everything, but, well, they are the most narcissistic race also. Almost. I can think of one more that's just slightly more narcissistic. Um, it's different. I don't think that's narcissism. I think it's a little, I, I get what you're saying. Um, Jews is more, it's, it's not really narcissism. Jews don't find well, themselves, Jews don't find themselves attractive, right? Jews self-deprecate. Okay. Jews Did, know Jews are ugly. Blacks think blacks are gorgeous. Right. Unless we're talking about black men with black women, by and large. Yeah, and then black men don't like black women so much, and black women don't like that. Nope. Yep. No, Literally, not- the only action they get is from other black women <laughs> pretending to be lesbians. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So the same guy, in a different conversation, told us all an amazing story about how the CIA leaves white vans unattended in different ghetto communities filled with automatic weapons. Oh, he's he's a uh, pallet of guns guy. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah, I've I mean I know people who he he get along with some former conservatives that I know that um do other radio shows. Uh Yeah, the the pallets of guns. Is that like I mean is that like brick dwarves? You know? It's kind of like magic brick dwarves. Okay. Um, I can Im- so if if they're also known for pushing crack in mm-hmm. the black community, which I mean, it's kind of is it kind of indisputable at this point that the CIA was involved with drug trafficking of cocaine in the eighties? What do you mean? What in, 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 I mean the eighties, nineties, the aughts, all the way up 20, to now? Like, yeah, right. The cocaine importation agency. Yeah. Yeah, the CIA. I don't think anybody can deny that. Yeah. How many times has a CIA airplane crashed in like Texas without a CIA agent on it, but like 16 Colombians and four tons of coke? Yeah. Right. So is it is it like it didn't seem like too much more of a stretch that they would leave vehicles unattended full of automatic weapons for these? I often wondered how some of these people of the, you know, in these communities ended up with some of these particular kinds of weapons. Sure. No, I, I understand that like some of, um, some of these things are funded that way, but also drug dealers make a lot of money, you know, and cartels exist. Um, I don't necessarily believe that you know, I mean, it's it's completely possible, but that the CIA just leaves like a white van full of guns. Like, I, I've I've never heard that. Maybe in Chicago, but like I mean, I don't know. I grew up in and around Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford's pretty ghetto. Um, East Hartford's really bad now. I don't think I've ever heard a story about these vans. So maybe, but I doubt it. The last. The last one that I remember him telling that he was pretty incredibly passionate about was that white elites have the cure for cancer and they are not sharing it with everybody, especially the black community. So 
blacks will die of cancer. Yeah, that's one I've heard. I've heard from. I mean, I've never heard it as a as a uh, white centric thing that they're only you know they're keeping it to themselves and away from blacks. Um, but I have heard I've heard that theory many times. I mean, even Family Guy made an episode about it about the cure for cancer. Yeah, uh, is that one a little bit more uh, mainstream black conspiracy? Well, the the cure for cancer one. Yeah, the hidden cure for cancer one. Um, I, like like I said, I don't think that that is necessarily exclusive to the black community, because I think they're they're in in the conspiracy community in general that there's a you know there's a there's a group of of conspiracists that believe the cure for cancer already exists and they're just not giving it to anybody. Yeah, I was more of along the lines of that they they know that they're intentionally causing it. I didn't necessarily uh I guess I ne- didn't necessarily think that they had a cure for it because well, it seemed like some of them were dying from it cancer anyway. Yeah. Again, I think that like a lot of diseases uh cancer isn't just one specific thing. You know, and especially after, you know, going down all the worm pill and germ theory rabbit holes um you know, like, what if cancers are caused by some sort of parasite? You know, and it or and it's and it's a combination of a parasite and toxins. You know, or it could just be toxins. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff there. Then, but they know. But they know this. I mean, they, obviously, in California, you have what is it, Title Thirty? Has to have the the warning on everything, literally everything, manufactured with materials that are known to cause cancer. It's like on every product in California. Every restaurant has it in the window. Every store has it that you walk into. Yeah, they slap it on there. Yeah, they have to because literally, literally everything causes cancer in some way. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like there's nothing that doesn't, quote, cause cancer anymore. Well, yeah, at this point, it's... But that's I, science, I heard it said, though, you know. What? That's just science. Right. Yeah. Yeah, science and medicine is no longer about keeping people healthy. It's about treating sickness, but not about you know getting rid of that sickness. Well, I don't believe I don't I don't believe since the American Medical Association took over medicine that it was ever about making people healthy and keeping people healthy. It was always about creating customers. And, yep. Yes, and patients practicing on their patients with their practice. You sure are treating sickness, but you're treating it with things that are just going to keep it going. Right. It's like that that one, you know, I don't know if it's a meme or if it's a sad video or something where it's a person who's like, I'm taking these and these give me this and I'm taking this for those ones for the side effects for that. And for the side effects for this, I have to take this. And for the side effects for those, I'm taking this. And man, imagine if you didn't, didn't take anything. Well, yeah, it's like watching those commercials for all those random uh, like fantasy elf sounding drugs that say well it could either help your asthma or it could make your asthma kill you oh yeah you know could make it could make your lungs start bleeding and you have thoughts of suicide yes if you've ever taken lithlerium and have had suicidal thoughts well that's one of the side effects yeah (laughs) and we have a drug we have a drug for you that will stop you from having the thoughts of suicide but it also might make your dick bleed yeah no my favorite ones are the ones for like you know the anti-depression meds and it's like yeah. one of the side yeah. effects is depression. 
I, I could, wish could I wish I had or make it worse. Yeah. I wish I had made a folder of all the different um, mascots that they had for some of these different depression medicines over the years. I think one of them for Abilify, which is an awful smush word. It was like a sad umbrella. <laughs> there, there was another one that was like a blue slime from a from a bad uh, a bad RPG. Yeah, but that was, that was for like Mucinex, though. No, this was for a depression <laughs> thing. This was for Zoloft. Oh, the blue cloud. Oh, the blue cloud guy. Right. Yeah, it, it was no? like it was like a blue water drop or something. It's oh, supposed to be like a tear. <laughs> I thought one was like a like a like an Eeyore cloud. Oh, that one too, dude. Yeah. It, yeah. Nice mascots there. Anti-depression medicine. They make me depressed. You're sad. You know, their, their, their theme music is like sad trombone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when, as you swallow, you can just hear that. <laughs> so in high school, I knew this crazy black dude, and he was literally schizophrenic. His dad was hit with Agent Orange in Vietnam was and was not supposed to have children. He had two. And he used to say that he used to come up to me in the middle of art class and he would say, I feel like that that episode of Pink Panther where the rain cloud is following him wherever he goes. Hmm. Now, let's go back to the first part where you said all that stuff about his father in Vietnam, implying implications. Um, black people are just crazy and they have really weird kids. It's not- yeah, and his, his mom was Jehovah's Witness hardcore too. Yeah. So yeah, there's probably a lot of abuse going on in yeah, that family. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there was a lot of child abuse going on. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know, the Agent Orange story, it doesn't really, I'm not necessarily buying buying that part. But uh, so uh, maybe, there's probably remember, a lot of other reasons he shouldn't have had kids. Do you remember December 21st, 2020? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking December 21st, 2012 was when uh, the world was supposed to end. But yes, December 21st, 2020 was when all the black people were supposed to get superpowers. Yeah, that right. was the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Mm-hmm. It was the yeah. grand conjunction junction. What? Wait a second. No, that always go into that song. <laughs> no, it was the grand conjunction. Conjunction, what's your function? That's what I was doing. But I stopped myself because I will do the whole song. And it always ends up with like me doing a solo to I'm Just a Bill. But is wrong with you i grew up on schoolhouse rocky dude come on schoolhouse rocky <laughs> so no. i am never mind the, the... <laughs> all right schoolhouse rock yeah it was the schoolhouse if whatever anyway i forgot what we were talking yes the grand conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, and that was when all the blacks were supposed to, their melanin was supposed to become, like, turbocharged, and they were going to get all the X-Men powers. Yeah, did that happen? No. No, uh, it no. did not happen. It is now, it, it is now February, February, fre- February 2022, and um, all the blacks I know do not have superpowers. Yeah, the National Institute for Genetic Gifts and Astronomic Superpowers uh, just kind of flopped. Wait a minute, you just made that up. Uh, No, I didn't, actually. What? 
That was the black community's own creation. Wait, now, now say that again? Yeah, say that again. The National Institute for Genetic Gifts and Astronomic Superpowers. Wow. That is an acronym. <laughs> it's the mother of all alphabets. It's a really good acronym, though, when you think about it. Where where did you see this? <laughs> that was in uh, that was in the article. Is yeah, it, it in the article? The root. <laughs> it's in the article. Yes, yeah. it comes from the root. Okay, um, on the blurred thing. The there's like okay. the, the blurred article, blurred.com, B L E R. No, the root. Oh, there's no, the, the root. root. Where's the root article? I didn't see that one. It's got it's got a it's got a black woman with a red cape. Uh, she's overweight. Oh, man. Because of course. Is this in the is this in the chat? Yeah. It's in the content chat. Jesus Christ with these new things. It's not new. <laughs> it's not new. Dude, it's been like two days, whatever. An open letter to black. Okay, so this is the different one. I was looking at the, the other one with the uh some yes. black version of Storm in Yeah, Europe. scroll yeah. scroll down about halfway. Okay. Yeah, there's the the perspective uh Superheroes from the N-I-G-G-A-S. All right, so this is this is a joke, but yeah, okay. yeah. the The whole article is is a black guy making fun of people who believe this. Right. This is ridiculous. Okay, I didn't get to see this, but yeah. This oh man, funny. but I do remember the Twitter, just the. The insane amount of uppity. That's what I'm tweets. looking at. That's what I'm looking at. Is Oof. the black people are getting superpowers on the 21st, and all the black people tweets. That's I didn't. I didn't see the root article. Sorry. Like these are these tweets are saying things like, as black people, genetically we are stronger and smarter than everyone else. We are more creative, and on December 21st, our real DNA will be able to be unlocked, and the majority will be able to do things that we thought were fiction. Learn who you are as a people. They want to make us average. Whoa. Why did this why did this person have a blind person emoji? Is is a blind person just average? Yeah, they, I guess, yeah. And Interesting. Of course, of course, you know. You join in DC or Marvel. Like Oh, I remember these memes. Well, oh well, god. Because everything goes back to cape shit. Well, yeah. yeah. Like I mean Black people felt very included into the cape shit culture with uh, Black Panther. Wakanda, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, years before that, you had characters like that new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and they were just kind of like inclusive bones to be thrown. They were never really that popular, but yeah, the Black Panther movie specifically. Never mind the character's been around since like the 80s. I saw a black self. I saw a black Twitter tweet saying, "Will y'all quit putting black people in exclusively Eurocentric situations?" Of course, he's referring to the Lord of the Rings series coming out. But basically, his, sec his second point was there's plenty of African mythology that you could adapt and make into movies and and crap like that. You don't have to awkwardly race swap white people for black people it's, right it's not it's not inclusive it's you know he well, said it's 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 it, he said it's actually excluding uh what he considers black folklore or whatever 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, have plenty, they have plenty of deep heritage and folklore, like the story about that kid who found a skull in a ditch somewhere. So he uh, raped a princess and stole this guy's kingdom, and then the skull ate him. Absolute quality mythology there. What, what, what story is this? I don't know. I just know it comes from the Yoruba people. I read it when I was a kid. <laughs> found oh, a skull in a, a ditch, so he raped a princess. Sounds yeah, like a them, really like, bad take... version of Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Kid basically went Bowser and they got eaten by a skull. Right. Yeah, that's weird. This month in the this month in your issue of Rape Skull. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that is that like the evil version of Alt Skull? Whoa. I, mean, I wasn't going there. It's it's Friday night, so why not? No, um, <laughs> what? The, all right, so more black conspiracy theories. Let's get let's get some more black conspiracy theories out here. What else do we have? Uh, oh, just the the con- the conspiracy of melanin itself. Right, Konsu Nock, a comedic spiritual science researcher, will state that melanin is a molecule that transmits the consciousness of the supreme being. And the intensity of this transmission increases proportionally with the amount of melanin. Melanin needs the energy of the sun. Knox shared this powerful information. More than 30,000 years ago, Africans were trained to recognize and use their melanin power. The mastery of this power resulted in the stories of black gods walking on the earth. They were not legends. They were real, based on actual individuals. Based, Based on... Okay, ba- based on, like, needs a story, you know, is, there's a, there's something that's, that's being talked about that's not actually them. No, it's I, based on a mostly true kind right, of story. Right. It's like one of those, um, like, you know, those movies. It's like, like, like Schindler's List, based on a true story, right? There was a guy named Schindler, right. so therefore the movie's true. I know, I know a dude named Schindler. Obviously, there's there, and the movie becomes true, right? Or like all it has to be to be like a, like like one of the streets in the movie has to be a real place, and it's based on a true story, right. right? One of the people in the movie actually existed. It's amazing how utterly destroyed and rebuilt black society is across Africa because no mythology ever really mentions any of this whatsoever. They don't mention anything about melanin power. This is this is literally a fabrication of the last like hundred years. So so according to Priscilla Kelly, um, it is the real oil. It is the real reason why the pale races are dedicated to destruction, black enslavement, and preventing preventing melanated people from acknowledging their asleep power. The increase in universal consciousness and the potential for supernatural powers found in melanin is the root of envy of the pale races that did everything to destroy. They found a way to create synthetic substances as substitutes. However, none of them have the originals, spiritual powers, and potency. Yeah, well, I've seen the tweet <laughs> where it's like, um, I think it's, it's like melatonin and... Oh, yeah. Pure yeah, melatonin is like $300 a gram or something. Right. And. And the, the woman's like, melanin, see this melanin, they want to harvest it from our skin. $300 a gram. You how many grams are in your body? Uh, none, because I don't take drugs to help me sleep. 
No. So, so Mel- they melanin. Having- it was a. Sh- never mind. It was an English. Thing. I know. You- I know. Okay. So they think also having melanocytes in uh in their bloodstream helps prevent aging, and that's why they think that uh they think that black people don't age the same way as uh, white people and Asian people. Well, which uh, is that actually? Are they actually a thing? Are melanocytes actually a thing? Uh. Well, I I, I don't, don't know. know. Uh, they, uh, it says here the melanocytes are the culprit cells. The culprit being a very interesting adjective there. That slow production of the color pigments called melanin. But how and why this occurs with age largely remains a mystery. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. I had to go on mute for a second. Melanocytes actually are a real thing. Yeah, they are. I just they thought, are yeah. cells um, that are in your skin. <clears throat> They, so they produce help, they melanin. Produce and protect. They melanin. produce the melanin. They make your skin tan. They, yeah, right. So this 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 part of the art, do they? I don't know. Melanocytes live at the bottom of your epidermis, the basal layer. They share space with your keratinocyte mother cells. One in ten of your cells in the basal layer are melanocytes. The rest are keratinocytes. Melanocytes are smaller. Uh. Melanocytes are pigment-producing cells in the skin of humans and other vertebrates. Okay, so they do. Okay, so that's what makes the color in your skin. So this this part of this article cracked me up. It says, It is clear to anyone's eyes that non-melanated people appear to age much more rapidly than people with black skin. Consequentially, uh, the older a person is, the weaker his immune system will be. And then a little bit later on this article, it says, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Melanin protects against coronavirus. Yes. Against ultraviolet rays, and it is good measure for production of vitamin D. So, hold on. Let me. How many black people didn't get vaxxed because they thought their melanin was going to protect them from COVID? Probably more than one. Probably quite a few yeah, thought this. Pro- probably more than you would think, to yeah, be honest. Right. I mean, not a lot of blacks got vaxxed. Remember, like we talked about yeah. that because blacks, blacks, like when you talk about government coming at them with needles, they like to bring up the Tuskegee experiment. Yep. Yeah. So, so like between the Tuskegee experiment and finding out about their melanin superpowers. Yeah. Like, like well, that's when, why blacks are the lowest rate of vaccinations in the country. And blacks, I've noticed at least in like more middle class, uh, more middle class areas and jobs, they hide the they hide these kinds of views pretty well until you start bringing it up, like mm-hmm. Johnny, like you said, until you until you mention the government wants to come at them with a needle. They're like, they oh no, I good cool Tuskegee experiments. Yeah. So, is yeah. this is this literal case of broken clock, right twice a day syndrome? Uh, I mean, because it was a, it was it's stupid to get vaccinated at all, right? Oh, oh we're so, ta- oh we're like, talking about that. Um. No, I mean, like, first of all, they think that the government gave them syphilis. Like, they're wrong about, they're right, but wrong. They're you right know. for the wrong reasons. Right. It's just, right. look. So that, broken that, clock. Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I and mean, then you look at the, the paragraph earlier, you know, it says, clears to anyone, it's clear to anyone's eyes that non-melanated people age much more rapidly, and the older person is, the weaker his immune system is. So, yeah, it's, it's broken clock, because these people obviously have no idea how right. aging works. <laughs> And you know, he's in human physiology. Sure. 
I mean, but their case is that because we have more less melanin being paler skinned or pale races, um, that we are consequently aging faster and we are destroyed by ultraviolet rays and a lack of vitamin D, supposedly. Yeah, I like how they bring up um, how everybody, you know, they, they brought up the debunked out of Africa theory uh, and, and how whites uh, evolved, the lighter races evolved from the blacker races by being in the uh, harsher winter climates. But now, now any black person who spends winter in Russia is not going to turn white. Skin might turn a little grayish. But it's a notable Greyish. decrease, yes, in the degree not, of pigmentation, not, which we call Russians. They call it Russian, yeah. I'm not, and, I'm not familiar with the gray. I'm not familiar with gray Brazilian blacks who spent too much time in Russia. Yeah, I, I'm so confused by that. I'm so well, confused by that sense. See, that's that's typically what people are mistaking for gray aliens when they see them. Ah. It's, it's just dreamers that are coming to America. To realize, you know, their life's dreams, of course, but they've spent some time in Russia first, so. I haven't heard the term dreamer in a while. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot about that, yeah. But, I don't, I don't, I don't believe, yes, oh yeah, by the way, then they bring up, then they bring up Cheddar Man. Cheddar Man. Oh, man. The He's got blue eyes. Black-skinned, blue-eyed, kind of I mean, kind of dreadlocked, kind of not dreadlocked, kind of looked a little bit like this. I don't know. Would you say like a like Liam Neeson in a mud mask? Like I don't know. That's not fair to Liam. The nose is clearly Liam Neeson's nose. I don't know. Cheddar Man. I mean, it was debunked also. So this is bullshit too. So so yes, because they hit the, the they made the uh, the reconstruction of Cheddarman with a the high tech scanner that proved he had black skin and blue eyes. I don't I don't know how they got that, but it was debunked. Uh, they didn't. Right, it was they debunked. Made it, up. it was debunked. They did the NASA thing. Right, right. What what about but what about the Melanesian people of the Solomon Islands? They have black skin and blue eyes. They're a genetic. Aberration. Yeah. I mean, you know, that occasionally happens. Very rarely. They don't all have, the Melanesians don't all have blue eyes. I like that. What about the, oh God. What about this statement from the article? Melanin is a powerful blessing because it is the color of power, but the strength can only be utilized if the black person is racially conscious to receive his bio-ancestral inheritance. Ancestral? Sounds like Scientology to me. Yeah. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Sounds a lot like some Xenu. Sounds like some Xenu bullshit. Yeah, this is sounding like some, some black Scientology right here. Like an Eric Andre skit. Afrofuturism. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know, man. Even Bob Marley was like, that that Jewish Jewish Rastafarian He's, rapper or reggae guy rapper, Fed. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, journalist asked Bob Marley, here, "What? What'd you say, Renhart? Oh, I just said and and Muhammad Ali, of course. Oh right, right, totally. Well, Muhammad Ali was against race mixing. 
He was. Yes, he, he, he was. was. That was the one thing that he did. But he was he was Nation of Islam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was. Muhammad Ali. I mean, come on. Cassius Clay <laughs> was My, Muhammad. Was Muhammad Islam? Is Mama calling him Clay? I'm calling Clay. My dad was one of those uh, boomers that refused to call people by their their changed names. Oh, did he call Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Lou Alcindor? Yeah, and uh, Cassius Clay and whatever uh, whatever that one uh, boomer musician, Cat uh, Stevens, whatever. So he was so he was dead naming guys before it was cool. I don't know. right. He'd be. He'd be dead naming trannies like a motherfucker if he Cat was alive. Cat Stevens. <laughs> what was Cat Stevens? Yeah, he'd saying? be saying, what's that, what's that Bruce Jenner f- freak doing? <laughs> I, I call him Bruce Gender. My dad would have just <laughs> called him a fruit. Yeah, but like Bruce Bruce Gender gets people to laugh. Yeah, I heard Matt, of, Matt from Quantum of Conscience loves saying that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I just too. love the way he says it. He's got such disdain every time. You have to say it with the right tone of voice. Yeah. yeah. All right. But so yeah. back to back to black superpowers. This melanin. What Bob Marley say? Well, Bob Marley said somebody asked him, um, "How did, what would he have to do to become a Rastafari?" Right? And Bob Marley said, "You have to be born again." And the journalist says, "But do I have to be black?" And Bob says, "If you have a choice, it is better to be black." Okay. Just saturate your dolezal. Right. I mean. That's true. Well, no. If you're a white person who's going to capitalize on free black stuff, yeah, it's better to be black. But but be white while you're doing it. Like, <laughs> right? I know Rachel Dolezal wouldn't have gotten to be the head of the NAACP up in wherever she was, Oregon or Washington or wherever the fuck it was. She never would have been. She never would have gotten to do that if she was actually black. I know she was a white woman utilizing her her white skills of I guess being black look at Sean King basic no, basic logic right look at Sean King yeah he's not black ain't nothing black about Talcum X I just look for him all it was is getting a really really uh, expensive fade yeah he gets that tight ass fade and that little tiny little mustache the little strip that's, the that's chin strap beard all he did literally Literally. I mean, he is actually, I will say this. He is blacker than, uh, what's his name there? Uh, uh, Wallace Fard Muhammad. Oh, the founder of Nation of Islam? Yes. The alleged founder oh, yeah. of Nation of Islam. There's Everything about yeah. that guy is alleged. We'll get to him in just a second, but Fard. He shitted and farted. Yes, he did. Many times. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, but what he's, about par- he's not black. What about Parliament's spaceship stuff? But he's not black, though. Uh, Parliament? Oh, no. Parliament. George George Clinton is definitely... Yeah, those dudes were definitely black. Like The spaceship? A lot of... Well, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of occult symbolism going on with Parliament and Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. Literally a pentagram guitar. Yeah, I mean, Parliament and Funkadelic... And- uh, you got Bootsy Collins there in the diaper all the time. Uh, they're they're definitely Prince Hall Masons. So i i had gotten this uh i had gotten this Bill Laswell supergroup project in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It was called Praxis, and on it there was this song. It was called Death Star, 
And all it was was Bootsy Collins and Buckethead jamming together. It was really huh. weird. Bootsy Collins was a really weird cat. He's yeah. Is he still alive? Did he die? I think he died, man. You think so? I think Boots. Yeah, I think Bootsy passed away. I'm not gonna lie, that that um, dude is one of the most phenomenal bass players to ever exist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can say a lot about like how weird they were and how degenerate and just out there. Um, definitely a minstrel show. Parliament Funkadelic, def- definitely a minstrel show. So it was like an alien conspiracy disco shtick, right? Yes. Bootsy's was- alive. Bootsy's oh. still alive? Oh, thank God. Oh thank God! <laughs> I was never, I was never around for the for the heyday of this, and I'm okay with that. I saw, I saw them. Um, they played. They played at. Did they play at Woodstock in '99? They played at some really huge show that I went to, and there was they were actually pretty. It was Woodstock '99. They were in the opening day because it was them and Jim James Brown were there on opening day. It was it was uh, George Clinton's birthday. Okay, now I remember this. That was a freaking great show. And those guys were one of the few bands that didn't lip sync to recorded audio. Right. Yeah. That that would be an anathema to to those guys. That's the whole right? point of their show is like they're just amazing musicians and they do the most ridiculous like dance stuff and crazy costumes and it's definitely like I said, it's definitely a minstrel show and they're all black. And they don't really do they don't really do the race mixing stuff with their dancers and stuff. All their dancers are black, like pretty much the whole band is black. I think they might have had like a, a Puerto Rican dude, but pretty much they're yeah, they're all black, even the girls. So there was none of that degenerate race mixing. I mean, I'm all for like if if they wanna stick with the uh the Malcolm X way of doing things you stay here we'll stay here that's fine yeah <laughs> like, have have your culture just have it over there black people are deathly afraid of ghosts oh dude oh, yeah. black people and ghosts this. yeah holy yeah. shit do we we didn't do the thing we should have i was gonna ask grognak to look stuff up but i didn't but uh black people reacting to ghosts is a fucking hilarious thing also black, black people, people reacting to magic tricks I was about to say street magicians, dude. Yeah, David, well, what, the old David Blaine videos. Remember those? Oh, my God. There was one where he changed a, a $1 bill into like 100 and kids just freaking snagged it and ran away. Yeah. Well, that. well, Johnny and I were talking about getting possibly getting some audio of black people reacting to magic tricks. But uh, Grognak, do you think you could find some audio of black people reacting to magic tricks while we're recording live? <laughs> that's the break song. Black people reacting to magic tricks. That's oh, the break song for the. Well, the break's about to come up. We got the break song. <laughs> oh, I no, thought we that were just is gonna play. I remember watching, um, uh, watching like Chris Angel specials as a kid, and he'd be in like New Orleans for uh, for Mardi Gras, and him doing street magic to all the blacks down there is the funniest thing. But what? All what these... are the? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, all these hopped-up blacks that are high, and they're in New Orleans, the, the one of the occult centers of America. 
Well, the the probably the best, and if Grognak, if you can find this one, it's probably the probably the best example is Emmett. Is Johnny brought this up? Is Emmett Smith reacting to David Blaine oh. inside the uh, locker room of for the Dallas Cowboys? Oh man, that one was hilarious. I haven't seen that in a while. That was when David Blaine first was coming around doing the thing uh, before he started doing his Houdini esque type yeah. um, major magic shows but yeah he would go around and do the thing where he would like pull a string out of somebody's hand like literally out of the skin and anytime he do anything weird like that the black people just freak out the Emmett Smith one was great because it wasn't just him it was a couple of really big NFL players that just did totally freaked out well yeah he used to go around to all different uh, celebrities would like hang out in their condos or something Mm and uh, would do that um. Yeah, Harrison Ford just reacted by standing up and telling him to get the hell out of his house. Uh, there was a limited series on Travel Channel. I believe it was Travel Channel. It was called Ghost Brothers. Oh yeah, and it was one of those paranormal, you know, ghost hunting shows. Terrible, but but it had black people. Yes, doing it. Ghost Brothers. That's still the only ghost hunting show on TV I've seen that has black people. Mm-hmm. Because black people don't do ghosts, man. Fuck that. Nope. Well, yeah, now, now they enlist the likes of people like Demi Lovato to uh, to sing them through their uh, trauma that they experience in oh, life. Oh, boy. I, I was hoping we could get through life without ever having to talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's that's one for our show that I'm just like, meh. Yeah, that... that uh, that story got passed passed up for Nationalist Inquirer for like four weeks. Because <laughs> nobody wanted we, to touch it. It sat at the we've bottom of the, the stack. We've had it in the queue for a really long time, and it's just like, yeah. This is the most airplay yeah, it's, it's ever going to get. It's yeah. Like, God, if we have nothing left content. Yeah, literally. But hey, now we're doing a black show, so why not? Yeah, you go. Because Demi Lovato is black, black, right? It's a tranny. It's a de- Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a they, them. Yeah. It's a Disney tranny too, right? From an early age, that thing was on Barney when they were like six years old. Oh, seven that's years right. Old. That one was a Barney one. So no, it's not a yep. Disney tranny. It's a whatever the Barney people is. And Selena Gomez. Selena, Selena Gomez was Gomez a Barney. Is a Disney tranny. Yeah, they were both on Barney Disney. together, and then both went to Disney. Oh, well, they're Disney trannies. Okay, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, the Barney to Disney pipeline, man. That's a, that's wow. a slippery slope. Gross. That, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> the jaws of one beast into another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same. Probably the same beast. Actually, they're probably all owned by Disney anyway. Damn, all childhood. <laughs> yes. You can have nothing. I Um, I couldn't find any articles on this superpower, but apparently, I I saw it in a black Twitter meme, apparently the introduction of European diets into African cultures demolished their ability to smell 2.3 miles away. Yes, they had the same olfactory senses as your average uh, bloodhound, police issue bloodhound. You know, they could. So we. I guess it was Buck broke their olfactory senses. Yes, they now now they can only smell uh, weed and fentanyl, like fried chicken and cocoa butter. Come on, that's what they smell like. That's what they smell like. 
True. Yeah. If you're it's lucky. The pheromones. If, if you're lucky. Ugh. If you're not, if you're what? I said, if you're lucky, they smell like cocoa butter. Ugh. Yeah, I have. Oh, oh, I was on Bart a I lot, gotta, so I got to go back to work. And there's always this one that smells like a weird mix of cocoa butter and like bananas. Not even kidding, bananas. We've Ugh. got a we've got a toaster oven that has never been cleaned oh. the, in the break room, and oh. when it's used, it smells like hot barf. And I hate it so much. Like I want to throw it in the trash. Um, nobody. One thing. Nobody cleans it. Like nobody's ever thought to just be like, you know what? Nobody's ever cleaned it ever. Oh my! Come God. on, Johnny. You know how that goes. Everybody's like, oh, somebody will clean it. And no, I have. Years. Every place I've ever worked at, we've had extremely good um, microwave slash toaster oven etiquette. It's like kind of a the thing. microwave. The microwaves are great. The microwaves get cleaned out. This toaster oven, it's 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 a nightmare. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. And it, it the the entire facility reeks of hot bars. Does somebody own it? On. Like maybe it just one day it disappears. You know. I I know who the owner is, and I've I've thought of mentioning something to this person, but uh, it would require talking to them. Ah, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Do we not? Um, you don't. You don't want that. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. Understandable. So before we go to the break, uh, Grocknet did post one thing. Speaking of blacks being afraid of ghosts, it is the Snope approved list of what black people fear the most. What? Yeah, according to magazine polls. And these are. Oh boy. These are according to two different magazines. One that's Country Living, 99.99% white readership, and Ebony slash Jet, which is 99.99% black readership. What? Okay. Where is, where is this posted? Oh, the Snopes thing? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What is it? it? Let's see. What are so they afraid of? Country Living's top three answers. So this is the white people's top three answers that black people are afraid of. Number one, nuclear war, terrorist attack in the U.S. Two, child, spouse, uh, child or spouse <laughs> dying, like terminal illness. <laughs> and number three, terminal illness for their self. <laughs> Those are the whitest answers ever. <laughs> I just read the black answers. <laughs> the black answers. Yeah, the black Ghosts, answers. Dogs, registered mail. Right, but if you, if but four and five, number four is yeah. law enforcement, but five is Father's Day. Yeah, there was a February 2010 version that added two more items. Ooh. Oh, registered mail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I just died. Registered mail. The oh, number three man. thing blacks are afraid of. <sighs> I mean, knocks oh, on the door. You figure is, knocks on the door. The ex- you figure knocks on the door would be up there. Like, you know what I mean? Well, this is this is the explanation of the registered mail one. Puzzling to some readers is the inclusion of registered mail on the list. That entry presupposes the only kind of mail a black person would have to sign for is the sort no one would want to receive. Dunning letters from collection agencies and lawyers, summons to appear in court, formal demands for overdue child support, and the like. White because people white only get the good kind of registered get- mail, such as secure delivery of their stock certificates, or news of bequest to them in dear old Uncle Egbert's will. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, it's like you know, that's that's it's true though. It's so true. Registered mail. I'm gonna die. Oh my god, this is hilarious. Oh that, my god, that hurt. Oh. And the racial denigration in the piece is obvious. When white folks worry, they concern themselves with weighty matters: nuclear war, terrorist attacks, loss of loved ones. But when black people fret, they phone, their anxiety focuses on far less dire things. More I mean, I'm so. Surprised, so. I'm surprised spiders is not on there. I don't know, dude. You know, I've I've never met a black dude that's scared of spiders. To be honest, I know kidding, right? every, every every brother I know every is scared of dogs. I've never met is ter- fucking terrified of spiders. Uh, they're they're scared dogs of like too, other bugs. Dogs too, but like spiders. I don't know. They're scared of other bugs in a weird way. Like I kn- I knew a couple of black guys that were like deathly afraid of uh like wasps. They would I saw, run. I saw one freak out at a cricket once. That was that was weird. That's bizarre. I'm like, dude, crickets are. Yeah, I've seen well, like cave crickets or camel crickets and really big weird ones. No, just regular your regular black cricket. Really? Uh, I had this black kid who, when I was in middle school, he had just moved down from uh, somewhere in the north. I don't know, Baltimore, Chicago, or something. And it was the first summer he'd spent in Tennessee, and it was the seven year cicadas that we get down there. Oh, dude, and don't don't remind me of the cicadas. Those last summer, <laughs> man. The the chimp outs from this kid were literally biblical proportions. He actually thought that it was a plague that was coming down, and it was it was the stereotypical response that you would expect. Oh, this kid! I couldn't believe he would actually go outside. A lot. Like he would step on a cicada shell and flip out. Oh, he would have freaked out last summer then. Yeah, I heard last summer was really bad. Well, that was the 19-year cicadas. Love how we just have... Oh, yeah, you thought the five years were bad? No, it's the seven. Oh, you thought the seven years were bad? How about the 19? Yeah. Well, these ones were little, and there was trillions of them. Literally, (laughs) it was terrible. They aerated the shit out of my lawn, though. I mean, that's great. Yeah, sure, but... Not really, because now I have, like, a whole hill... The side of a hill that's got no grass anymore because they like uprooted most of it, and then the chickens went and ate all the cicadas, and they're like, "Oh, grass roots," and they ate all the grass too. <laughs> Stupid birds. Oh well. Yeah. At least they give you eggs. Are, there is that. There's that. Are we coming Spe- up on the break? Guys? Yeah, we are. We are. Actually, you know what? If you take really good care of them, sometimes they give you two eggs in a day. We have twelve cicadas? laying hens. No, the chickens. We have twelve laying hens. We have. We got seventeen eggs today. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Imagine I was like having seventeen eggs a day, and you just consume them. Yes. Just immediately just crack them directly into your mouth. Yes, please. All right, we are going to go to the break. Um, registered mail—that's still killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I get nervous too. I mean, like you know. I mean, yeah. I don't like registered mail any more than anybody else does. You know, my outside steps. Right. Like, wait, who's coming up this high? Right, right, exactly. If somebody's coming in my driveway, they're definitely coming looking for me or they're the Amazon guy. Um, right. Sp- speaking of mail, I Reinhardt's present never reached him because he forgot to give me his proper address. What? And it is, what? It is in the wind. That book is in the wind. What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> mail. Somebody mentioned mail and it triggered Dogbot's I really wanted to get this book. It's such a good book. I really wanted to. You're I'm hoping cr- it'll just be returned to you. It hasn't. I, I, oh I call in them. 
somewhere like somebody is reading that. Some... Why would it be there? Right, like, like that's. Uh, I don't know where it is. That's. What? What? Why would it go to the? Oh. Who's... All right, we'll deal with this after the show. Yeah. Well, that's your problem. Anyways. Yeah, I already apologize. I know. Okay. All right. So we have a black space song. Yes, for the it's break. A, it's a mid '80s electro song by a group called Model Five Hundred, and it's called No UFOs. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna listen to this, and we'll be back.
everybody we're back this is still the paranormies i'm still johnny with dogbot reinhardt and grognak it is black history month so we're doing black conspiracy stuff and you know black history conspiracy month wouldn't be complete without talking about the biggest conspiracy theory of all right yakub the creator of the white man Right? This is where all the we was kangs get their theories about where white people came from. Yeah, the, the evil black scientist. Right. Among the ascended black civilization. Of Mecca. Yes. Yes. Uh, who lived, what, uh, 6,600 years ago? 
Why couldn't um, they just add another six in there? Well, the whole, the, yeah, the whole Yakub story, there's a whole lot of six, six, and six. Um, and there's, yeah, 6,660 years ago. Um, I watched I, a lot more uh, Louis Farrakhan this week than I ever thought that I would ever watch. Yeah, yeah I, while I was listening, uh, I tried leaving my headphones off and just turning them all the way up, but the audio was so distorted and terrible, I actually had to put them on my ears and have it just blaring with noise-canceling technology. Ugh. I made it through about 20 minutes of one of them before I had to put it down. Man. For one of the sermons. It's pretty, wi- it's pretty wild stuff. It, uh, the, um, the prep videos were from a 1986 sermon where he's discussing Yakub. And him taking, I guess, him taking over the nation of Islam from, I guess, people that he said were corrupting it from its original intentions. And that basically the guy that announced that he was coming on stage said that he was born to take the reins of nation of Islam and discussed something about his childhood, like seeing a picture of a a guy on the wall and being asked to be propped up so he can look at the picture straight in the face. And that picture was of Elijah Muhammad himself, which is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty weird backstory. Well, there's, you know, there's a lot of weird backstories with this whole nation of Islam thing in general. Uh, that's their, that's their own particular, Special brand of uh, super special boys of Islam, right? Those the special black Muslims always seem to come out of prison. Yeah, right. Um, I've talked to people who are Muslim, like mm-hmm. Middle Eastern Muslim, sure, and they do not they do not recognize Nation of Islam as a sect of. Islam. No, they do not. Like, they do not. They're basically uh, no, they look, the. They look at it with the same. They look at it with the same disdain that a an av- your average American Christian uh, looks at Mormonism. Or probably the way that Jews look at the BHI. All right. Yeah. Well, and as um, under one of their leaders, so it was, it was founded by, of course, the the WD Muhammad guy but Fard. Uh, his yeah wallace fard muhammad <laughs> <laughs> who i guess i guess we should start with him before i jump i don't i don't want to jump too far but they did try to move closer to like a typical like sunni islam yeah but that's sect, that's not why we're that's, here that's not why we're here reinhardt stop that's no, for your no. channel um so <laughs> religious i don't talk about freaking islam on my channel I, I, I don't know i don't go there um but thanks i'm joking no, we're here for all the conspiracy stuff. So Wallace Fard Muhammad uh, was most likely Wally Ford, a dude who served time in San Quentin and came up with Nation of Islam while in jail in Detroit. Yeah, he claimed that he was born that he was born in Mecca uh, to a black father and a white mother. And he claimed, of course, to be the incarnation of Allah himself. But yeah, he was registered as a white man. 
who had quite a long rap sheet. Right. Right. Well, see, it's, now the theory goes, see, the conspiracy theory starts right off the bat. So the theory goes is that, um, hold on, where is it? I had this article pulled up about, uh, yes. Well, I, got, the, I got the quote from Elijah himself. Uh, which, which quote? Uh, about Wally Ford. Oh, okay. Uh, he began teaching us the knowledge of ourselves, of God and the devil, of the measurement of the earth, of other planets, and of the civilization of some of the uh, the planets other than earth. He measured and weighed the earth and its water, the history of the moon, the history of the two nations, black and white, that dominate the earth. He gave He gave birth of the white race and the name of their God who made them and how. And the end of their time, the judgment and how it will begin. Interesting. So, according to the nationofislam.org, NOI.org, on their own site, FBI COINTELPRO, the U.S. government's war against dissent, the U.S. government's targeting the nation of Islam. They're so important. The nation of Islam was so important. This prison gang black movement. Um, that they, the FBI, they, they said that the FBI had to smear him. Okay. So black, Mo this is, this was, um, uh, one, the article, oh, this was the Los, ha Los Angeles Herald examiner. Okay. In 1963, in July 28th, the article states black Muslims by the thousands pay homage to Wallace Fard or their prophet from Mecca in the mistaken belief that as founder of the black supremacy cult, he's one of their own yet Wallace Fard is admittedly an enterprising racketeering fake. He's not a Negro. He is a white man masquerading as a Negro. His true name is Wallace Dodd. He was born in New Zealand on February 26th, 1891. His father was British arriving in New Zealand via Australia on a sailing schooner. His mother was a Polynesian native. Dodd's police rap sheet includes conviction for bootlegging and a San Quentin prison term for the sale of narcotics. Now, this is their, they're saying that the FBI uh, is making all this up. So, well, I mean, you would too, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> if you found out that that was the founder. Yeah, I would say the FBI. Yeah, I would totally say that the FBI made it up. Well, first of all, the thing about this Wallace Fard Muhammad uh, guy is there's only one picture of him ever, right? That they that they attribute to him actually a real picture of him, and it's that one of him looking at the Quran. Yeah, and that's the only picture that anybody has ever had a real picture quote quote real picture of him. Um, this guy may not have actually existed, you know, like or. Or maybe he was a white dude. Or, guy, or as Elijah Muhammad said, when he asked, you know, he asked him, who are you and what is your real name? And he said, I am the one that the world has been expecting for 2000 years. And when he asked him what his name was again, he said, I am Mahdi. I am God. I came to guide you into the right path that you may be successful and see the hereafter. And then he described the destruction of the world with bombs, poison gas, and finally a fire that will consume and destroy everything. I mean, hmm. that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, if you got to remember, black people don't have very high IQs on average. 
So right, you know, and they're 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 very 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 put out by magic tricks, you know. And I'm assuming that like fast talking, smooth talking people tend to get their way with them. Um, so they might be what you would consider got and got a lot easier, maybe. Yeah. 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 If you if you come to people flim flammed even. This, if you come to people with this sort of apocalyptic, uh, lofty language, especially people like the blacks, it's going to be very easy to get them behind your sort of uh, religious supremacist cult. I mean, really, it's it's just cult tactics. Especially if you're in prison. Yeah, this, yeah, the, this, yeah. this quote was especially telling in the, that regard. Uh, he chose to suffer three and a half years to show his love for his people who have suffered over 300 years at the hands of a people who were in nature are wicked and evil and no good in them. He was persecuted and sent to jail in 1932. And uh, he came to Chicago in the same year and was arrested almost immediately on his arrival and placed behind prison bars. They, they knew the they, they knew the Messiah was coming. They, they arrested him again. Oh, is that what they're it had saying? Nothing that, to do with narcotics, right? Well, no, which right. arrest was this? The Chicago one. And, oh, uh, right, when he left Detroit, mysteriously left Detroit, and that's how Elijah became the head of Nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of really weird stuff about about this guy. Um, like, there's virtually nothing known about the guy at all. Right. Well, it's not even known when or where or how he died. He right. just disappeared in 1934. Right. Some people Elijah Muhammad is the supreme leader. Some people say this guy was Spanish. He might have been British or New Zealand or Turkish. Um, might have been Pakistani. Could have been Afghan. You know. Oof! Imagine getting imagine getting grifted by a Turk. Right. That hard. Oof. Maybe Swedish. I mean, a new Swede though. Well, no, he's the progenitor of what would become the new Swede. Mm. Kind of like a mini Swedish Jakub. Right, but the, I, I, the thing is... Like the, he sounds like the, the previous coming of Sean King. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, this W.D. Fard supposedly assumed leadership of this group called the uh, Moorish Science Temple of America. Wow. Yeah, it's like the predecessor of the Nation of Islam. So there's like, there was this, uh, the Moorish Science Temple, right? And there's a schism and the Nation of Islam came out of that. Some of them chose to follow the teachings of Noble Drew Ali, who was the Moorish Science Temple guy. And the rest chose to follow Fard Muhammad, who was known at the time as David Ford L, who claimed to be the reincarnation of the murdered noble Drew Ali. So the first side of the schism that followed the noble Drew Ali guy, he's not even alive anymore, right? But this guy, Fard, said he was the reincarnation of this dead guy. I mean, this whole thing sounds like some serious Miss Cleo vibes and a lot of, a lot of Nigerian prince uh, just answer this email type shit. Yeah, I think this the FBI or just the alphabets in general, OSS, I guess, at this point, uh, it would be... 1930? Is that founded? No, that wouldn't be OSS. No, it's not just local police, probably. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So really, any sort of government, let's say, um, cover up that the blacks and the Nation of Islam say tried to happen, I think is not... I think it's just the tip of the iceberg here. It really could be a total COINTELPRO op. Um, this guy was set up, completely funded everything, and then was disappeared yeah. by the people who put him in charge. Yeah, that's a that's a that actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because he again completely disappeared. Right, and he leaves this guy Elijah Muhammad, who went on to basically conceive the Nation of Islam as everybody knows it. He was a uh, mentor to like Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali. Right. Um, wrote his several books. Had a lot of dealings with the FBI himself. So yeah, there's know, a lot like of this Wallace Fart guy was the perfect like creation to kind of kickstart this movement. Mm-hmm. Again, well, how, he how had no how great would it be? The guy's got no backstory, really. Nobody can you know nobody can confirm who he really is, where he came from. Even his real and name. King deny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, how great would it be for, you know, alphabets to invent a nice little corral to funnel black nationalism into to keep it to keep it in one place, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, and you see how they've been able to not not only keep it in one place, but also send it out in a targeted manner. You know, throughout the decades, mm-hmm. um, they've given obviously enough. Uh, fake race riots, like false flag race situations over the years um, that really have turned black nationalism into just this, well, not anymore, I guess, but it used to be an actual almost quasi-militaristic. Uh, I mean, there's there still is quasi-militaristic black nationalism, but sure, you got the, the not fucking nation, around in crew. In the case in the Nation of Islam, it had the, this veneer of um, respectability to it. Like, they, they, they always wear suits, and, um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be nonviolent in person and everything. And, you know, the, the, this veneer of cleaning up the streets and whatnot. But then you then you get inside this cult. Right. And they have like a progenitor story about some big headed black dude that invents white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then there's like, a mothership coming to take everybody away and it's protecting the nation of Islam right now. Yeah, so do we do we want to talk about their theology? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about their theology. Uh They are an ethno-religious movement, the Nation of Islam, right? They um they basically are the black nationalist organization that focuses its attention on the African diaspora. Hmm. It's considered a UFO religion. (laughs) And its critics include the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League. Hmm. I don't like them either. Not fans. Yeah, no. Well, on the outset, I've seen a lot of, quote, our guys, you know, kind of praising, not really praising, but at least saying like, okay, Nation of Islam, they're doing their thing. They don't like Jews either. Right. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um, well, you know, why why bother, you know, why bother the enemy of your enemy? Right. Yeah. I mean, they also, they also reject evolution and believe dinosaurs weren't real. So. Right. 
See, I was starting to like him a little bit more every time you used to talk about him. <laughs> but then... But then... Then along comes the tribe of Shabazz. No. Um, <laughs> 76 trillion years ago, the first god willed himself into being, taking six million years to form his desired appearance, that of a black man. In this account, God chose his skin color in reference to the blackness from whence he had emerged. According to the nation, the first God created the sun and the planets. As his helpers, he created more black men and took his place on a council of 24 imams, 12 greater and 12 lesser. Imagine being created and being told you're a lesser imam. Like, really? Like, I just came into, into existence and like there's already people better than me? Never mind. Um, this whole story is weird. Okay, these imams take turns being God for one cycle each. 15,000 years ago, these ancient scientists who had knowledge of the future wrote their knowledge down in a text called the Mother Book. Parts of this, the NOI claims, have been given to humanity as... Can you guys guess? Nope. Reinhardt? Right. Say <laughs> the Torah, the Gospels, and the Quran. Of course. Yeah. The mother book we was. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Well, that I mean, that's partially the we was the real Israelites, right? Situation right. there, right? The Black Hebrew Israelites, which is where they kind of diverge. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. those Black Hebrew Israelites lean far more into a weird, messed-up, Afrocentric Christianity than they do uh, Scientology. Right. So, the moon was created, according to The Nation, uh, when one of the scientists tried to destroy the Earth with explosives, resulting in a chunk of the Earth's mass being forced into orbit. Uh, at one point, Asia and Africa were also a single continent, according to them. Um, they reject evolution, and again, like you said, they they believe the existence of dinosaurs is a hoax perpetrated by members of the white race. They're close, but no. Jews. Oh. Yes. Uh, numerology. They're big on numerology. They believe the number 19 is key to decoding scriptures, as, such as the Quran, um, and takes the view that is meaningful that the names of both Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan have 14 letters in them. Hmm, weird. Um, so here's where this is funny. The nation teaches that the first humans were the original or Asiatic race whom it describes as the tribe of Shabazz. <laughs> that was, uh, that's where Elijah Muhammad said that the, um, that's where the, uh, the original tribe came from. And that's where, that is where all the scientists came from, including, Master evil big brain scientist, Yakub. Who is equated with the biblical Jacob. Yes. Wait a minute. Somehow. Yes, somehow. Yeah, somehow. I, I saw that. And I was like, that doesn't make, but okay. So because the, the words are, because the words are similar. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. the only thing I can get, I guess. But I don't. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, right. a, it's a case of creating creating a false equivalency there. Mm -hmm. So Yacoub, Yacoub is the main character in a story called the myth of Yacoub. 
um, which which was uh, fully fully expounded upon in Elijah Muhammad's 1965 book, Message to the Black Man. So, Yakub was a child prodigy who, by the age of 18, had learned everything there was to learn in Mecca. Everything, all the yep. universities. That they, apparently, there was a lot of universities in Mecca at the time, and he had learned everything that they could teach him. He had attracted a following, but also was known as a troublemaker. Um, he, he got kicked out, and him and his 59,599 followers... Uh, the total of him made 60,000. Uh, he was exiled to Patmos. Which, also called Palan. Yeah. 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 Different, different name there. Um, so they started a breeding program where they would um, kill the darkest skin children and um, trying to breed lighter lighter-skinned people trying to breed white people. He, somehow, after his death, uh, they kept they kept the breeding program going, but uh, apparently 600 years later, white people were created. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed white people somehow came out of black people. So, so well, they, he, on, he only lived 152 years. Right. But this, this lasted for 600 years, mm-hmm. and he is credited for, for creating white people, but if, if in all fairness to Yakub, he actually didn't create white people no he right. he just he, created he the protocol he, he created the protocol where with where they were able to create white people right they started killing off darker skin, skin babies were breeding lighter skin babies so like more talcum X's um, <laughs> and then they after his death they kind of went in like a progressive form created uh, American Indians you got East Asians, Southeast Asians, and then whites. Right. Yeah, he, he, he made the brown people, then the red people, then the yellow people, and finally the whites. Mm-hmm. What they don't really explain is how did these different races get off the island and to their prospective areas in which they proliferated? Well, clearly, as they got lighter, their swimming abilities were increased. <laughs> The globe trotters, right? Now is yes the first the, the first iteration of the Harlem globe trotters. They were the <laughs> the the Padmos uh, realm trotters. The, the Padmos Pangea trotters, right? Oh my God! So so one so one these, thing here, okay, is this kind of mimics a lot of different uh, a lot of different mythologies which do have. Uh, four created races, four or five, you know, the, the black or brown, which are usually related, uh, the red, the yellow, and the white. Um, but this is an inversion of how those typically go. Typically, the whites are created first in, in most cultures. And, um, and then they all have some sort of flood story and some sort of Tower of Babel story here. But this eliminates, like, all of that in the name of this inverted black uh, original and, or well, black the reason, origin. The reason why, well, the reason why all the other ones are like that and this one is the only one that, that has this version of the story because this is the only true one. You know, everything else. Everyone banded together to uh, dominate the black man. That's right. That's right. This the, the thanks that they get for creating everybody else is 
Like, was it, Dogma, was it you that said that it was, a, like, that's a, a pretty awful um, inversion of power, you know? Is it you that was talking about that? Uh, like, at what were, point? Uh, they're, 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 okay, so I used to work in a place that had some black art for sale. And one of the art pieces uh, was a print. And in the print, it shows like a black guy with like a Pharaoh outfit on. And he's helping like a, a disgusting looking white person come out of a cave. And then the next scene, uh, it shows him teaching him science and math and stuff. And, you know, he's got it's got, you know, like scales and things like that. And then it shows the black guy enslaved by the white guy. Like and and I, I'm I'm like, OK, well, what happened? What happened in between? You know, uh something had to happen in between how did you okay so just because you taught the white guy all this stuff how, how did you lose knowledge of it all yourself well that's the thing is whites not only whites not only um they not only learned everything but they did the it's like the ultimate version of the student becomes the master you know this is like not only did we learn everything there is to know about everything but we also took the information from their heads as well. You know what I mean? We took, we took all of it. We're like, yeah, and we're, we're taking, we're taking all of the knowledge that you taught us and we're going to take the knowledge out of your heads and we're, and we're leaving you here with mud huts and dirt cookies. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I, I don't know how that happened. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, but it was prophesied. Sure. Exactly. According to this retconned story. Right. It was prophesied that the white the white devils would rule the earth for 6000 years. Right. So obviously it had to happen somehow. Well, right. In this book that was written by a guy in 1965 the prophecy that he speaks of, I mean, right? This is when all this prophecy happened was when when Muhammad wrote the book Message to the Black Man, right? Right, and supposedly when when uh, W. D. Fard, whatever his name was, came in and proclaimed himself as Mahdi, um, the 1930s up until now, we're looking at the end of that you know, separation of that war. Basically, this is now the end times for them. Like that, six thousand years of white supremacy is now over. Interesting. Um... So, was there ever a mention of Yakub or any of this stuff ever in the history of ever before Elijah Muhammad's book? Uh, not that I could find. Okay. Obviously, you do you do have pushes for um, the inclusion and the what's the word Populariz popularization of black mythology and culture, like African mythology, mm -hmm. but none of this is related to this Scientology tier story. Right. So this is, this is kind of like Kwanzaa, something that just popped up in the sixties. Basically. Okay. And, and uh, one, of the, one of the really strange things is that, uh, Jews in particular, uh, are lumped in with the Yakub white race creation story, but certain members like Malcolm X, they made a very clear distinction 
between white people and Jews. Oh, yeah. Malcolm X was pretty Jew-wise. I mean, he hung out with he hung out with uh, George Lincoln Rockwell. Yeah, just enough. You know. Yeah. Yeah, just enough to give just enough to give George street cred. You know. Right. They they both wanted the same thing. Well, yeah, that's how yeah, they not they, to live in each other's neighborhood. What? They trade a pass <laughs> each other. You go over there. We'll stay over here. Yeah, I'm serious. It's, that's all they really wanted. Both the guys wanted. It's like, we, we want our own neighborhoods. You want your own neighborhoods? Yeah, we want our own neighborhoods. We want our own neighborhoods, too. Really? Really? Yeah, cool. Boom. There you go. That's all they wanted. Everybody wanted just to be left the fuck alone in their own neighborhood. Is that so bad? Is that so bad? Apparently it is. Um, so the myth of Yakub popped up and now Yakub is the guy who eventually you know white people would come from uh and somehow white people were not just like light-skinned blonde hair blue-eyed but they were also uh degenerate subhuman and bereft of divinity soulless hmm because of this one because of this, the NOI teaches that white people are intrinsically prone to lying, violence, and brutality. Yeah, they use tricknology. Tricknology. I love that. <laughs> uh, a plan to use their lack of empathy, emotion, and trickery to usurp power and enslave the black population, thus bringing the first slaves to America. Well, and that's how we get the uh, the story of Moses and the blacks, right? As well, if we're going way far back, um, you know, the whites yeah. by the time of Moses had um, over have overrun the blacks and exiled them. I guess even the ones who were in Mecca um, exiled them to the Near East, uh, out of Europe, which apparently was inhabited by the blacks. Um, Say they were living in caves. They were cave dwellers. They had forgotten all their technology, all their uh, enlightened studies. They were living as savages, essentially. And Moses brought them out of the caves, right? And uh, you know, brought them away from the devils. So was Moses black? In this, yes, yes, Moses is black in NOI. Yes. So okay, so Moses, a Jew, was black. Um. Yes. Okay. A well, and I think they do make the distinction. So they make the distinction between like a a Hebrew and a Jew here, but by saying that Hebrews and thereby Israelites uh, were all black, and that a Jew is a subset of the white race. Hmm. So they do not believe that Jews as we call them today, are the Israelites of the Bible. Yeah. So these people, these they've, they've already claimed that um, they start off with white people are degenerate, debased to begin with. Um, because the white race sowed discord amongst the blacks in Mecca, they got exiled to the caves in Europe 
where Moses, you know, goes to save him. Uh, Allah. That's another weird thing is um, they use, they flip-flop back and forth between Allah and God. They, they don't stick with, the, Farrakhan uses both. Well, yeah, I mean, God, in many languages and beliefs, God has multiple names yeah. that are used, many names. So Allah and God are interchangeable for them. So Allah sends Moses to teach the white people how to cook. So I guess it's it's Allah's fault, Moses' fault, that uh, white people don't season their food. You know, since they taught us how to cook. That's another conspiracy. Oh, come on. White people don't season it. Listen, salt was considered currency for thousands of years. Okay. Entire entire wars were fought over spices. Like many countries were made slaves of for its spice. So I don't want to hear it. Just because the only place you've ever had white people serve your food was public school or jail is not my fault. So we were served we, by retarded goodwill people. Right. Did we uh, did we unteach them to use soap and water to wash raw chicken? Dude, I don't believe anybody washes chicken with soap. That is a stupid internet thing that does not exist. Stop it. Yeah, I do not believe that anybody actually does that. That is a Twitter fad. Yeah. That's like that's like you ever see those videos where the girls like, "Oh my god, my sister put diesel in her Volkswagen." Or like her Honda, and it's like, oh, she's like crying with the hand pump in her hand while she's quote talking to. Her. Yeah, it's a fucking fake video. Nobody's washing chicken with soap. Yeah, Nobody I do not that. believe that. Nobody does that. If somebody has that little of an IQ, they're going to be doing a lot different things than washing chicken with soap. Washing chicken with soap and then posting it on Twitter. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going to be doing different stuff. <laughs> um. Anyways, but and I do know, and I do know that maybe like once it was like somebody said, some, I don't know. I, I believe it might have been a forced meme. People might have done it, take pictures of it, but I don't think anybody actually really does it ever. I know people rinse their meat off. I know people that do that. I don't think anybody ever uses soap. I think yeah. you I think Yakub used soap and water to wash his chicken. I don't think Yakub I don't think Yakub knew what soap was. I think that I think he did. He went, to all the, he went to all the universities in Mecca. He sh- had to figure out what soap was. Well, no, I no. think part of their melanated power was literally staying clean. They would sweat out all the mm-hmm. evil, all the corruption, and that would go away from them. Right. They wouldn't have body body odor. Actually, now because they've been destroyed and corrupted by the white devils, they are cursed with their body odor. Yes, they are. They are cursed to smell like like cocoa butter and um weed. But uh, dude, oh man, I I was gonna I had something I wanted to say, and then and then the uh, you just said that and it threw me off. Damn it. What did you say before the uh, the white people ruined their senses? What are we talking about? Uh, they knew how to use soap or didn't know how to use soap to wash? Ah, the soap thing, yes. Uh, there is another pill out there besides the worm pill that people need to uh, take. And it's the, uh, apparently it's the, the never shower pill. 
I thought it was the lime pill. Lime? Yeah, you just use lime as deodorant. Literally cut a lime in half and just rub it. Really? On your underarms. Yeah. I know a guy who's been doing it for like 30 years now. A lime. I mean, he sh- I mean, he showers, but yeah. No, this, there's like several stories of people that have done this and like it's cleared up their, uh, their acne and blemishes have gone away. The uh, hair started growing back in a bald spot. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems the reason if, if we don't drink the tap water, if before filtering it, mm. why would we bathe in it? Yeah. Don't, you don't want any of that stuff on you. Yeah, exactly. Putting it on your skin, letting it seep into right. your skin. And if you take a hot shower, opening your pores and letting it into your pores that are then going to close up. Yeah, it makes sense. I think Ron, Ron bathes in a pond, right, DB? So Ron's never actually touched tap water. Right. I think he's like, what he's a like, guy. he's like, well, Ron's like, uh, what's his face from the Matrix uh, tank? And who was the one, the brothers that were born outside? I have no idea, but he's, he's a completely yeah. different type of human being. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's never touched tap water in his life. He's like, yeah. Like well water. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Unfiltered. So, yeah. But so, Yakub invented these white people. White people and somehow. Red people and yellow people and brown well, people. We're just to, well, yeah, they invented, invented everybody that wasn't black. And so Yakub yeah. is responsible for Chinese and Japanese and Malaysians and Pakis and Meds and Nords and uh, Indians and all that. But only the white people are the bad ones. Only the white people are the bad ones. So white people somehow did some sort of presto changeo and came from the bottom of the race pyramid and, and became, you know, rulers of the earth. And now, um, I, I don't I don't, I don't know how that happened, how we passed them. Like, you know, there's, that's not covered in any history at all. Like we don't know. It's, it's just right. glossed over. We, we multiplied upon the earth. We overran them. They forgot all their technology. Right, you would think that if, we if, made, we, if we, that was the we, case, we somehow made them ashamed of their their blackness. Right, you would think that if that was the case, like you know how history is always written by the winners, right? That some of that, like, might have been written about, you know, like, right? That there would be at least some sort of victorious message, some sort of history carved or written in clay tablets somewhere mm-hmm. about rising up against the progenitor race right. of some kind. Right. And we're we and finally got out from under the black foot gods. Yeah. Like, and, and the reason why they're humans, right. And check this out. Evolution occurred. Devolution occurred because whites were degenerate and subhuman. So, white people engaged in bestiality bestiality and degenerated and that's where apes and monkeys come from right right so we didn't come from apes apes come from us according to nation of islam so where's the missing link and i'm the schizo <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> in in that farrakhan sermon that i listen to he mentioned how christianity was created to further degradate the black the black man and make you worship 
a white god. Right. And 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 dream of a white heaven with white angels. Yeah. Um So that was that you know that was why Nation of Islam was so necessary is to uh give give uh, because even black churches worship a white god. Right. To them it's it's how we see uh churches that are part of the quote Judeo-Christian organization or industry. Mhm. You know, they they may be going to quote a church, but they're worshiping a you know Jewish religion. But then Farrakhan goes the other way, and Farrakhan is actually one of the most uh, what's the word, one of the strongest and most celebrated allies of the Church of Scientology. Oh right. Um, yeah, well, he's another UFO. Hubbard all his life. Right, another UFO religion. Right. Now, let's talk about the UFO aspect of the Nation of Islam. It's harder to find stuff on that, buddy. I thought I thought there was uh, the mothership or the mother plane. Yeah. No? Which is mentioned, but like I um like I had trouble finding actual any actual literature on that. Well, I don't know. I've I've just got the little blurb here, but uh, it's known as the wheel, the mother plane, or the mothership. Yeah. So it takes yeah. what it takes is uh, inspiration from Ezekiel one, which is the the ophanim that is described, the wheel within mm-hmm. wheels, you know, with mm-hmm. the eyes. It's the class of angel that is or angelic being that is described there. They right. say that it is a vessel. Um, right, and that, that the ones, a, the a smaller ones inside of it, to Earth. Yeah, and then the, there's small ones inside of it are the baby planes. Right, and this is where Allah and Allah's scientists live in their magnificent uh, floating city, and they monitor they monitor what's going on in creation. They send, uh, you know, send forth these baby planes when they need to uh, intervene when it's necessary, mm-hmm. um, or I guess in the case of Allah send down his current human incarnation. <laughs> yeah, mother wheels is how how the the ship is referred to. But but it it also has a you know, it also ties into the the parliament and the funkadelic stuff because that they, they you know, they had songs about a mothership and everything, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's this whole idea that blacks are otherworldly that they are mm. of like this <clears throat> angelic class or were at one point and they're just waiting to be awakened which actually ties nicely in with the whole uh, melanated superpowers thing we were talking about in the first hour you know right. it's, it's a right, because they're stupid people on twitter to go out to to roll with for a couple of weeks but it's a legitimate belief that these people have Oh yeah, a lot of them do. I mean, if you look at the replies to those tweets, and just go down any of the, the comment sections of any of these articles, um, again, you'll see the inherent narcissism they have when it comes to this. Right. And you'd think, well, Farrakhan, and, and, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, and people with college degree, you know, college degrees, which doesn't mean anything now. As well, it does because in this, because the. Uh, the demographic that has received the most college degrees in the past 10 years, the black, right. fem- black female. 
And what have they done with them? Uh, Take put, breaks. Well, t- yes, they they <laughs> they are on their break. <laughs> um, I am on break. I am on my break. But it's your third one today, ma'am. You're only working a five and a half hour shift. <laughs> Taps at her shattered eye from screen with gigantic claws. Right. Um, so this whole you want to know a little bit more about the UFO stuff, right, Johnny? Yeah. Well, yeah. So was, the yeah the the mother plane has to do with uh, the fact that the, the nation of Islam is a millenarian. They're Basically, it's an eschatological theology as well. Um, we're living in the very end times now, and, right? And the spaceship. That's, that's right. And the spaceship. That's the big things. Oh, go ahead. Well, this yeah, we're living in these end times, and that's why we're seeing because uh, Farrakhan's addressed UFOs being seen more and more and more over the mm-hmm. over recent years, mm-hmm. and he said that it that they come from. Uh, this this mothership or this mother wheel, right? Those are the baby, um, and they are, yeah, right. And that their uh, their capacity for destruction is massive, but they're not harming us yet. They're they're waiting for the the appointed time, um, and you know the the infidels or the non-believers, you know, they will be the ones who are finally destroyed at the end of this prophecy, and the black man will be re-elevated to their pre-Yakub status. Huh. Well, and they will, in fact, gain superpowers. Now, who's to say that there's not some sort of demon telling Farrakhan that? And that's what these people actually believe is like what demons are telling them. Like, uh, I would buy 100% because it's starting to sound like some Negro Project Bluebeam. Right. There's, I was going to say, there is definitely some elements of Project Bluebeam here with, um, the disclosure and Farrakhan talking about all these, like the Tic Tacs, he had something to say about them. Um, he always has something to say when there's a major UFO sightings. Yeah. And I think, I think this is a really good example of what they're going to do with project blue beam across the world, not just with Americans, not just with Christian Americans who are going to view things through like a revelation type lens. Um, obviously nation of Islam will be the same, but they're going to, pinpointed to each religious group and among all these religious groups they're going to have these sects like the nation of islam mormonism um that are considered more extreme crazy schizo whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. but they're going to be elevated to the status of well we were right all along right i mean (laughs) the mormons have the mormons have planet kolob you know right so i like what this line in the uh this oxfordhandbooks.com article says at you know when discussing the mother wheel the vehicle is not only a marvel of technology but an emblem of the ultimate triumph of the black man over his white oppressor oh boy so the so ship it's one of the spaceships in wakanda well, the vision of Ezekiel assumes its own bearing as a vehicle that has its ties at once with popular culture, but also one of the most profound religious experiences. So they're they're it's like um, it's like they're tying in, you know, space shit with religious shit in order to draw people in further into their cult. Hmm. Right. Well, like Scientology. 
or right. Mormonism. And, and they're both, well, all three of them are UFO, are UFO religions. You have, like I said, the Mormons have planet Kolob, um, where Joseph Smith and was it Jehovah and Jesus live or something? I forgot. I forgot what their deal is. There's a planet, but then you have Scientology, which you have Xenu and the nukes from billions of years ago. And now you have the, the mother plane and Yakub. <laughs> well, it's like the promise of a spiritual, uh, ascendancy is not, uh, like it's, it's not catchy enough. They, they have to invent a fake physical manifestation of God's power that's that's just nearby, but it's just out of reach, mm, right? Yeah. And, and and if you're part of this thing, you'll be closer to it than everybody else. Right, which I think is central to this Project Blue Beam religious uh, deception. Yeah, you need to have creating that. creating this zeal, this, right. this, uh, this like, cult-like desire that goes way beyond desire. It's obsession. Mm-hmm. And when this de- when this deception comes down, when you know Bluebeam goes full swing, they are going to be the people who are going to probably be running through the streets screaming and and like trying to hurt the infidels, like pushing their way through to get to the enlightenment, to get to the enlightened ones, or they may be chosen. Who knows? I don't know. But it's not going to be a god thing. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be there's there's definitely something there's going to be something as far as disclosure and Bluebeam, they wouldn't be hyping it as much as they have for as many years as they have um they have the technology to do to do the holograms now um oh dude the there's... the technology out of china the hologram technology that we're seeing just even in daily use like have you seen the billboards there Mm-mm. i haven't seen the billboard well, stuff have... Well, you remember like the giant tiger billboard? They had like the golden tiger that uh, broke out oh, of like a oh, shattered yeah. The window. lion. Yeah. yeah. Was it a tiger um, or was it a lion? Had that. There was the New Year's celebration from last year uh, that had the whales and sea creatures coming down out of the clouds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could definitely make a, a giant headed race of black men coming down in a tricked out Vimana. Sure. They could do that. too. Also, yeah, I mean, like, most people would be viewing it on their television anyway, so it wouldn't even need to be real. Also true. Yeah. I'm just thinking about a really tricked out Vimana with I mean, lights underneath. How much hydraulics. more tricked out can you get than a Vimana anyway? They're pretty freaking yeah, tricked out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, UV paint? They define tricked out. They, the pink and blue thing, like, what, what, you know those big Vimana-looking buildings? I bet you those fly if you've figured out like the right code, the right frequency. Uh, if you have the proper melanin. Um, I, I don't know. If they're Aryan, they're, I have the proper melanin then. So, so Farrakhan said 1985 that he was abducted by the mother wheel. What? I did not hear this. Farrakhan was actually abducted into the mother wheel? Yes. Where, did you, where are you and- reading this? Oh, I'm just. I, I only found the Wikipedia. Some of these articles and like it's. Okay. So link know, the article. Uh, some of these articles you have to actually pay to. <laughs> you, have to you have to pay to go a little further. Right, in. I'm not doing that, but link the article. Yeah. Um. This this wheel 
and it's adject uh it's the its modifier mother is central to the understanding cosmology and Farrakhan's nation of Islam more than a reiteration of the teachings that his mentor and religious leader Elijah Muhammad bequeathed to him the wheel is encoded with the meaning of black bodies everywhere and Farrakhan's body in particular <laughs> apparently they have invented these UFO counter narratives in order to survive in a hostile culture you know creating new symbols that people can idolize and then form a formation of healthy selves with regard to black people generally, or as in Farrakhan's case, individually. Hmm. So, so, so and then, then if I want, if I want the full text, I need to spend uh seven ninety nine a month. And I'm not going to oh, do no. that. I don't need to do that. Uh, not going to spend that. So yeah, I guess abducted. <laughs> so Farrakhan was abducted, which means he was abducted by a satanic cult and inducted into a FBI CIA joint op. Yeah, yeah. He was taken into custody and told this is what you're gonna do. Yeah, he was ritually programmed. Yeah, I mean there's that too. Ain't that some shit? And you know, Nation of Islam, and we all know how they like little boys, so yep, that pushes them in with the intelligence community uh, Jewish pedophile op. There we go. <sighs> Learned a lot this week. <laughs> a lot more than I ever wanted to about Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. He's got a weird charisma about him while I was watching while I was watching uh, one of those sermons. So, like his uh, his style of delivery and everything uh, th there's there were a couple points where I'm like he's almost kind of a likable dude, and then he shits on white people. And I'm like, no, I I don't like this guy at all. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but wow, he can he like he really knows how to he really knows how to present information in an oratory fashion. You know? Yeah, I mean that's what you need when you have what's essentially a cult. But I'm gonna be honest. When you when you look at when it, when you're watching a couple of those things, and there's the cutaway to the crowd, mm -hmm. I'm not seeing a hundred percent. I'm buying this shit. I'm seeing <laughs> I'm seeing some looks on faces that are like, uh, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> yeah, but you're trying to read a black audience, though. A lot of them just always have that face. Yeah, there's there's just a generic look of distrust on a black man's face. At all times. Well, I think it's I think it's genetic from the thousands of years of uh, corruption and destruction by the white man. Yeah, I was going to say it's epigen it's epigenetic at this point. The resting bitch face, yes. Resting slave face. That's fucked up. <laughs> There's no such thing as resting slave face. <laughs> resting slave face is that wow. the show title? Slaving face? No. No, re resting no. slave face. No, that is not the show title. <laughs> I have not I putting know, that on the website. Candidates yet. Not putting that on the website. God, that should be a song title at least, resting slave face. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm surprised that hasn't been like a Meraki or or Seventh right. Son title yet. Right. All right, back to the uh, the Louis Farrakhan. I I didn't listen to too much 
of of the Louis Farrakhan stuff. I can't take too much of that. His speaking style really bothers me. But well, like I said, you need you need that kind of charisma, that kind of energy and oh, yeah. emotion, whether false or not, uh, in order to elicit control over such a cult, which. And that's what it is. That's what it is. Real quick, did we talk about them blowing up the moon? No, we didn't. Uh, That was, Yakub's people did that, right? They drilled holes in the moon and put explosives in there and tried to blow it up. Did they? I, like, I, I couldn't find anything particularly about that. Was that in Grognat's notes? I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, Farrakhan talked about it in the speech. Yes, Farrakhan okay. talked about it. Yeah, the moon was a... He claimed the moon was a planet and a scientist went off or aped out, chimped out, drilled a hole two-thirds of the way into the moon and put explosives in it. How'd they get there? Vermonas. Uh, Had to have been Vermonas. I don't know. Did he say how they got there? I don't know. But apparently that's the reason why the moon has no water and which is why the moon affects the Earth's tides now because it's trying to suck water back up to the moon from Earth. I feel like I've heard that from Zechariah Sitchin before. I mean... Because he's talked a lot about like the gods of Mars and how there's a yeah. giant war and that uh, the moon was created out of debris from, from the war on Mars. Right, the planet Tiamat. Cause, no, because that makes sense yes. that, that every planet... Every planet's named after a Roman god, except Earth. Or originally, or originally a Babylonian god. Right, right. I'm just saying, or, yeah, except Earth, right. But for some reason, Tiamat. Right. Come on. Rahab. Yeah, no. Leviathan. Right, no. Not, not, no, like, that's okay, not how that works. Okay, okay. Okay, guy. Um, so, yeah, so that apparently that's why, uh, that's why, that that's why the Earth is the earth's tides are affected by the moon because the moon is trying to pull water back. But you notice they have such knowledge of the the history of this world, which is not written anywhere else, but in their, in their stories, but they have no, no knowledge, no written record really of anything that happened on these other planets. Um, mm. There doesn't seem to be, at least if there were, if there was, it, it's probably buried somewhere deep in the literature of these nation of Islam libraries. Everything seems to be earth centric. Once what? again, hold on. Well, what, what nation of Islam libraries? I don't know. I assume they have libraries just like the Masons do. Whatever nation of Islam uh, mosques exist probably have libraries with their literature. And I assume the oldest ones are the ones that are uh, that house the leadership, such as Farrakhan and his supposed successor. Um, Dude, there's only like ten thousand nation of Islam members na- in the world. Uh, fifty, fifty thousand. Okay. Well. Uh, there's Apparently probably the more listeners the, to our podcast. <laughs> Apparently the splitting of the moon was in the Quran. And after Apollo mission photographs were published in 2016, showing a uh, giant rift on the surface of the moon, it was claimed by nation of Islam members that this was the splitting mentioned in the Quran. Huh? So, yeah. Interesting. I'd have to see those pictures. Plus, LOL NASA pictures. Right, <laughs> always LOL NASA pictures. Right, right. right. So I'm like, like, yeah. I mean, like, eighty percent of this stuff is source. Trust me, bro. 
out of one guy's book from 1965. There's no lore. Reinhardt, there's no lore. There's no libraries, okay? Come on. I mean, I'm just, Elijah I'm just Muhammad saying. wrote a book. And that is it besides the Quran for these people. I mean, these guys have all written several books, so. Okay. But that's I'm not saying it's real. Like, I'm Tolkien's just written more books than the entirety of the Nation of Islam. I just wouldn't put it past them to have this fake lore. They've created all of this. I mean, you see you see the amount of Dungeons and Dragons books that are out there for a game. Yeah. There's but the like, image in, there's the image in the uh the content chat. You gotta you gotta think though that these are black religious people. Like, yeah. You know, you know, there's some Cornell West up in that uh, that Nation of Islam. Library. Oh my God, that's the picture! Wow, a, there it is. That's that's got dude, Yakub written yeah, all dude, over it. Totally split, man. Yeah, that's why you know Islam stuff. Yeah, Yakub did it. I mean, dynamite. And and their partnership with the Church of Scientology. Once again, I could I could see them putting forth the effort to put out some literature in order to. Uh, you know, convince and convert. Right. There's but, some Farrakhan audio of him talking about the moon splitting. Where? Yeah, it's in one of the speeches that I listened to. All right, that's, well, well, no, it's it's all it's older. It's older Farrakhan. Ah, okay. So this article, oh, this article is from 2011. But uh, Farrakhan's Nation of Islam to argue that UFOs are real. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, this is a while ago, but he hasn't stopped since then. No, no. He, but here's the thing is the first time he ever, um, he talked about this thing. He said he, it was, he had a vision there, in Mexico in 1985. That's where he first saw the wheel. There's the audio, Johnny. Where? It's in the Skype chat. Is it right there if I... Is it like time stamped or is that like... Do I got to go digging through it? I don't know. It's only it's it's like four three and a half minutes long. It's a four minute clip. Four minutes. I want to play the whole clip. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying play the whole clip. I was just saying there's audio. Okay. Well, but I hope to have gotten the clip earlier, but it's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going through a four-minute Farrakhan clip about the moon. Uh, so what else we got with Louis Farrakhan and these these Moonanites? I love the Moonanites, man. Those are some of my favorite characters on any sitcom. Yes. Um... Let's see, Wallace Fard. Well, I know a few years back, uh, Louis Farrakhan gave a very public uh, challenge to Obama to open up Area 51 and uh, allow Nation of Islam scientists to All right. uh, take part in the declassification of uh, UFO existence. And Obama basically laughed at him. Maybe yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing ever came. Yeah, like they just ignored no. it. Like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, keep doing your thing. Just don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, you know the guy, the guy who supposedly founded the Nation of Islam. 
he was described as white male, 33 years old, by the way. Founded it at age 33. Louis Farrakhan was 33 years old. There's a lot of 33s involved with this NOI stuff. He was described as a white male, 33 years old, five foot six, 127 pounds. Ugh. Jesus. Twink nigga. Right. <laughs> as a white-skinned Arab. He was recognized by the Detroit Police Department as a white-skinned Arab. Yeah, Man. I don't think this guy ever legitimately existed. I think no. he was propped up. Yeah, I think, I think I think he was astroturfed. Whatever he was was astroturfed. The whole story completely fabricated. And then, I mean, if there was, even if there was a guy at all, then you, you have the um, Elijah Muhammad guy. He doesn't even look black really either. He's like good 60% white. Oh, Farrakhan? No, no, no. The guy before him. Farrakhan's kind of odd looking. Yeah, Farrakhan is an interesting looking black dude too. He's not like a, he's a, he's a very white black dude. Yeah, his 23 and me ain't coming out anytime soon. No. No. What else we have on God? See this, all the, all the stuff, dude, all the Yakub stuff is anti-white. Everything about it is just like white people are bad. White people are evil. White people are this one. White people turned to bestiality. That's how they ended up in the caves. And then the black people hunted it, and take them out of the caves. It's such a weird self-own, though. Mm-hmm. It is. Like, it's like, it, we it, taught it, you how to bathe, and then somehow you overtook us, and then now we became your slaves. It's it's like genetic buck-breaking. You know, like the whole buck-breaking thing that came out. Like it, it was like, why are you even talking about this? It seems like such a huge self-own, right? And then, you know, to be espousing that, okay, the smartest black guy invented white people to enslave black people to teach them a lesson about how important it is to be black so they can rise from the ashes later. That's how much of a genius Yakub was. Uh, it's... Yeah. So uh, now, I, I mean, of course, the whole thing is far fetched. But why they like, why they would go out on such a limb that something that happened—it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's very weird. But Ugh. I don't know, man. Well, this is farther than I ever really wanted to delve into the world of Black Scientology. I mean, yeah. Nation of Islam, right? Black Scientology. It's literally what it is. I, I'm sorry. I just keep having the Eric Andre skit in my mind. Yakub Zinu, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard was a black man. <laughs> I mean, can you prove he wasn't? That's true. Yeah. His real name could have been L. Ron Hoyabembe. I mean, his name. L. Ron Hubbard is could have been Lamont white. Ronald Hubbard. I mean, yeah, Ronald Hubbard. Lamont yes, Ronald Hubbard, dude. His name could have been Lamont Hubbard. <laughs> out in the desert there with Jack Parsons doing weird butt stuff. Yeah. Weird how much he loved the Navy. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, in there. Well, no, his whole, uh, C core, the, the, the Scientology, uh, never mind. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you mean. They have like an whole admiralty system. 
set up like the the C Corps is like the the missionaries for Scientology. Oh, you're talking about Scientology. Yeah, you, you we're still okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, we uh not to spoil anything. There are some interesting uh, occult connections with our nation's military. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Certain branches more than others. There are def- definitely. That's that's something that we we may delve into in the future. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, like I said, it's further than I ever wanted to go down the road of Yakub, but I think we've exhausted it. I'm sure we've missed some stuff, but honestly, I don't care. Um, now I, re- I think we covered a lot of it. Yeah, now I remember why we've never done a Black Conspiracy episode, because this is pretty much it. <laughs> because we never wanted to spend two full two and a half hours on it. Right, right. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. Check us out on Telegram. You know where to find us. All the stuff is in the show notes down below the post. Just look down there. Just click on there. Stop sending me emails asking me what the name of the song was. Anyway, it's in the show notes. Uh, We're going to have a creepypasta for you after this. And we will see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. My friend Mateus and I love saying the word nigga. It sounds funny and makes black people mad. We can go in funny places and play a game where whoever says nigger the loudest is the winner. Often we get chased by those black monkeys who overhear us. We'd outrun those losers even though they're black anyway. We would also play the game in the middle of class when the teacher is out of the classroom. One day, on a Monday afternoon in the middle of language arts class, our teacher, Mr. Aslicker, got a phone call to come down to the office. Mateus and I decided it was the perfect time to play the nigger game. This time, we changed up the rules a bit. We made a rule where the loser has to confess that he has a crush on our math teacher. Our math teacher is uncomfortably hot for a person who works at an education facility. Anyway... We both really didn't want to lose, so the game lasted pretty long. Eventually, we got so loud that our shouting was heard in the hallways. Mr. Aslicker came into the room and caught us in the act. You two are suspended from the school for a week. Pack up and go home, he said. We both had a sigh of relief. At least neither of us had to lose and confess. We headed out of the school, but we still wanted to play the game since saying the word nigger is so much fun we decided to go to a quiet area to play. We chose to do it in the woods because that's where our voices would echo the most. Unfortunately, we live in the suburbs, so the nearest forest is a pretty long drive away. I asked my parents if they could drop us off at the nearest woods, which is out of town. Thankfully, my parents are also nigger haters, so they happily agreed. They dropped us in the northern forest. The trees were redwood, so it looked a bit scary. We ran as close to the middle of the woods as possible so that we could have a better experience. Once we were exhausted from running, we started the game. I initiated the battle. Nigger! 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 I shouted. Right after, we heard a voice. Didn't come from Mateus. It came a distance away from us. The voice played again. We couldn't recognize what it was saying. 
but it was getting louder and louder as time passed. We decided it was time to leave, and I called my parents to pick both of us up. Once I put my phone back in my pocket, we started to walk towards where we first entered the woods. Hey, what's with these pieces of paper stuck in the trees? Mateus asked me. I looked around. He was right. I also saw some loose pages taped on the tree trunks. I closely examined one of them. There were written words on them. The one I was looking at read, I can't breathe. I didn't know what it meant, but it looked creepy as hell. Just who the hell puts these in the middle of the forest? I shrugged it off as a person on drugs and kept going. I took a look at another page on a tree in the far distance. That page had a picture of someone laying down and someone kneeling on their neck. The hell is that thing? Mateus said. I turned around and saw something that still haunts me to this day. I saw an insanely tall and slender figure. It has proportions which I couldn't comprehend. It was wearing a black hoodie and blue jeans. Then, I took a look at its face. It had a very wide nose. Its mouth opened, ripping open a hole between its large, thick lips. I am the Slender Floyd. How dare you say nigger in my territory. You must pay by giving me all your air, it said. I was in a state of shock. How was this even possible? I turned back and ran as fast as I could. Fifty meters in, I realized Mateus wasn't running with me. I turned back to see where he was, but it was too late. I saw Slender Floyd grabbing Mateus by the neck and kissing him in the mouth, breathing in all the air from his lungs. He then dropped Mateus to the ground. He looked completely drained and useless. Slender Floyd looked at me then and smiled. Yo, next, it said. I turned back and ran away from it. I saw the opening of the woods, which is where we entered, and I ran like there was no tomorrow. Once I made it there, I looked up, and there it was. Slender Floyd teleported right in front of me. Now, I will breathe in all your air, and you will pay for this, Slender Floyd said. It reached its arms towards me. I closed my eyes, preparing to die. But then, I heard a car driving nearby. I opened my eyes and looked where the sound was coming from. It was my parents' car speeding towards our direction. The car then accelerated at full speed and ran over Slender Floyd. Ah, shit, I can't breathe, Slender Floyd said. I saw beans pouring out of his neck. He seemed to be made out of stuffing. When we drove home, we didn't look back. That happened all those years ago, and I haven't had direct contact with the Slender Floyd ever since. I'm sad to say that Mateus was announced to be dead due to asphyxiation. I think George Floyd's ghost is out there in the form of Slender Floyd to get his air back. 
whatever you do, if you find yourself in that forest, do not say nigger. Even though it's fun to say, it is not worth dying or losing a friend.